You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today, we're talking about volunteering at your kid's school and how to find the speed of involvement that works for you, even if that means not getting involved. You know we love to give permission to say no, and as a former public school teacher, Erica always has great school wisdom to share. So I think we're going to have a lot to say about this topic. For our neighborhood update today, and very relevant to our topic today, our kids are all back in school, so let's give an update on how the first days of school have been going and anything we're doing to make the transition smoother for our kids and for ourselves. Okay, yeah, we are in our third week of homeschool for the year now. We're just finishing that up and it's going really well. And I feel like three's a charm. Like all right. we're this is the first week we've done our full schedule with like all of our activities and subjects added back in. Um, so we definitely kind of slowly added things in, which I learned the hard way really helps with homeschool because it's very jarring to be like, here is your fun summer at home. And now all of that is gone. We're still at home and here's all your work. Like it just does not work like that. So, um, we, de- we slowly added things back in until we're up to speed with our kind of regular school year routine. And that's been very helpful. I also added in first the fun stuff, like nice. art and music and just like the things I knew they would be excited to get into um, and our science and stuff like that. So they've they've gotten, you know, their feet wet with those kind of things. Um, modified year round is working great for us so mm-hmm. far because we started, you know, mid July and it was like just the right amount of time off mm-hmm. and we never got too far out of our routine so I think that really helps I did already quit something though okay I had the girls signed up for a Friday enrichment program oh yeah and once we were see this is the beauty of adding things back in slowly too because once we got into last week and they started their theater program mm-hmm. that was a total of seven and a half hours a week of gymnastics for Vanessa because she's doing competitive gymnastics now three hours a week of jiu-jitsu for Julia two and a half hours of that with musical theater. And I'm like, I, I can't spare a whole Friday. That's any, a lot. Like, and just energy wise, right? Yes. Like they, by the end of the week are like, mm-hmm. okay. And I wanted to have a flex day for us to be able to go on a field trip or to like finish up things that didn't get done. I mostly plan for like four days of um, core homeschool work. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth day is maybe some extra things or fun things or like optional add-ons or something like that. And that day could float throughout the week. But I was like, this is, we have something every night. It's too much. It's too much. And so I could just tell, and I could also tell they were, if they had been really excited about it, it would have been one thing, but they were kind of anxious about it anyways Mm. and not really excited to do it. So I was like, well, let's just, we can always do that later if we want. It goes till eighth grade. So we can decide later to opt into that if we want. But I feel really good about that. And I feel like we have just the right amount of like, you know, flexible time at home to get our stuff done, but also Mm -hmm. outside activities for them to meet friends and do all their, you know, extracurriculars. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a really good good. decision. So we have been back to school since late July, a week after you, I think our district has just this year started a modified year round calendar. So we're kind of on Mm -hmm. the same calendar now going back in late July, but then we have a two week fall and spring break. And I think it's going to be really great for our family. The boys started second and fourth grade. They were very excited for the first day of school and have really been enjoying being back at school. Good. 
And that's just been great. Yes. You're, it has, you're like, good, because I'm enjoying yes. you being back in It school. has brought routine back to our lives and yeah. some much needed quiet work time at yeah. home for me. So that's mm-hmm. just been really good. And then kind of fun, right around the same time, Maeve moved up rooms at daycare. So that mm-hmm. kind of felt like a new school year yeah. for her in yeah. some ways. And attached to that, I was able to adjust her schedule. She was going Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and now she's going Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And that for me is this magical schedule that you wouldn't maybe really think that a day here or Mm -hmm. there makes a difference. And for me, it just really does. I had the same schedule when Cedric was in preschool Mm -hmm. and that was like the magic schedule that Mm -hmm. I found that I loved. I love having those two full days at the beginning of the week to really get momentum, really get things done. Mm -hmm. I would just find, I would always have so much energy, but things I wanted to get done on Monday that Mm -hmm. as Monday came to a close, I just felt this anxiety where it's like, oh, I got to put it on hold. And now I've noticed like, oh no, I get tomorrow too. And that just has felt really good. So anyway, all around good schedules for us all. In terms of a couple of things, helping the kids make the transition, Chris and I definitely just had a few conversations, reminded each other that the kids could be extra in all kinds of ways, Mm -hmm. extra emotional, sassy, tired, hungry, all the things. Hot. Exactly. (laughs) Very hot. And I think it can feel jarring too, because if your kids love school and love going, Mm -hmm. it's not like they're coming home complaining about school at all. It's just, they're tired or it's just going to come out in different ways. So just kind of trying to remember that anything that's going on for like the next month, it's not like, Oh, all of a sudden he's so sassy. It's just kind of that transition. Mm -hmm. You know, I think all ages too, Mm -hmm. but especially those little ones, like Mm -hmm. early elementary, kindergarten, preschool, like, man, they're so tired. But, but, really even into the teenage years I think that it's just a lot they're Mm -hmm. they're going through a brand new schedule meeting Mm -hmm. new teachers meeting new friends it's a lot socially on Mm -hmm. them so yeah good reminder yeah lots of that um just like revisiting our snack offerings and making sure our after school snacks are really well stocked Mm -hmm. and there's like you know, good filling stuff for them. Microwave popcorn has been a huge hit. And I'll just give a tip. I found the Orville Redenbacher's natural popcorn. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes microwave popcorn, it leaves your mouth real filmy. Yeah. And you're kind of like, what is this chemical that you put on here? And this, I actually also really enjoy eating. So it's a great snack for all of us. Nice and fast. Still buttery, not filmy. Yeah. Okay. I like that. No mouth film. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Um, And kind of similar to you, we have been trying to keep our afternoons and weekends pretty easygoing, not much planned. Luckily, like none of the extracurriculars they want to do even start for a while. So I'm appreciative of that. So just kind of easing into it. And then I wanted to mention too, I've been pretty intentional about really making the whole month of August a transition time for myself. Mm. And my theme for the month is setting a foundation for the fall and easing into our rhythms. So For me, this has looked like I have put a couple home organization projects Mm -hmm. on my to-do list that are just spaces that we use frequently or daily Mm -hmm. that just I feel like need to get organized to kind of like set the tone for the house and just the year. So I'm excited to tackle those Um, kind of at in this 
month expecting to spend part of my work days on housework, which yeah. sometimes really annoys me. Right. But just remembering like we're not we're into our routines mm-hmm. yet. And I feel like once we get into our routines, Chris and I kind of are like, okay, we get all the laundry done on Sundays or mm-hmm. just have one load to do here or there. Anyway, I feel like it kind of all starts to run a little bit more smoothly. And I have also been planning some weekday fun, which, you know, is something that I have to work on. Good for you. I went to see a movie in the middle of the day with a friend the other day. I've been planning like some lunches, just things like that. Mom's summer has begun. Just like Mm -hmm. wanting to connect with friends and stuff Mm -hmm. and um, really enjoying doing that. So it's been great. I love that. So let's get into our topic of being involved at your kid's school in ways that work for you. And since you worked as a public school teacher for many years, I wanted to start with asking you to give us the perspective of a teacher. What kind of parent help was really appreciated and what efforts might not have been as helpful as parents thought or any other wisdom you want to give us from, from a, (laughs) from a classroom teacher perspective. Okay. This is such a great question. And I will say zooming out the general answer is The most helpful things are things that take something off of a teacher's plate, not that add to it, Mm. even if they're Mm well-intentioned. Let me give you an example. Parents in general get really excited about field trips, class parties, birthday celebrations at school, those type of things, Mm -hmm. right? And those are great ways to be involved if you love that, and we always need help around those things. But um, a lot of times there's almost like the pressure from parents to do all of that. Mm. And they don't realize the amount of work that that um, puts on the teacher for all of those extra things. Right. And that like those things actually we like doing them, but they like really drain us. Mm-hmm. And so it's not something where like because parents will come with all these ideas. Well, we could do this gotcha. for the class party and we could do this. And it's like I would just be like, you go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. Like you. <laughs> You go ahead and lead a craft. You go ahead and lead a snack, whatever. So just keeping in mind that a lot of these things that um, are extra, Mm -hmm. just think about all of the basics that teachers have to deal with every day and the fact that they have to do it for 30 plus kids sometimes and how that, you know, impacts. And I think sometimes it's, you have to take a step back and realize it's not about you as the parent in terms of like getting that photo op with your kid on a field trip. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That it's about that's maybe a sexier way to help and look involved (laughs) than like taking the laminating home to cut. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So thinking about, Hey, what can I really do? Whether it's seen or not, and Mm -hmm. whether I'm hanging out with my kid or not, Mm -hmm. that is just adding to the overall educational experience of my kids. That's kind of a general thing. The other thing, um, is that often the most helpful thing you can do is just to make sure your kid shows up to school ready to learn, Mm. well-fed, clean. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think we underestimate that. And I think unless you've been in a classroom and seen how many kids don't come that way, Mm -hmm. um, it is okay if that is your level of involvement and that you read with them and you help with homework, you play an occasional game. Honestly, those are the parents that I would be so thankful for Mm -hmm. because it was just like, I know that they've got my back at home. I know that... Their kid is going to come to school prepared. If they're not, they will, you know, I I know they're going to support me. If there's a behavior issue that comes Mm -hmm. up, we can talk through it. We're working like a team. So I think that that is, uh, especially in the climate currently, politically Mm -hmm. in education, one of the biggest things you can do is to make sure that you make it known to your teacher that your kid's teacher, that you're on the same side Mm -hmm. and that the teacher shouldn't feel they have to constantly defend Mm -hmm an assignment they gave or an action. And not that that 
means you can't talk about those things if you have a legitimate concern. But to treat them like a, another caring adult in your kid's life mm-hmm. goes a really long way. Yeah. So I don't know if that... I don't have like super specific, this is the most helpful, but I think that there's a lot of ways to help that look like that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, yes. Well, I think that's a great perspective to just set the tone. Okay. So you are homeschooling now, which is a hundred percent parent involvement, (laughs) (laughs) but your girls were in public school for a few years. And so we've both had experiences volunteering at school. So tell me about the ways you've been involved that turned out not to be a great fit for you. I think we both have some examples to share. I mean, pretty much every way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now. So I joke all the time that I would clearly rather be in charge of my kid's (laughs) entire K-12 education than volunteer an hour in a second grade classroom. Like, And I think part of that is my unique experience because it is very hard as a former teacher to go into another teacher's classroom and take off that teacher hat and be in the classroom with and have responsibility without having any of the decision making. Right. And your personality. And my personality. Exactly. So like for me personally, that's how I feel about it. I also feel like my kids are weird when I go volunteer. <laughs> kids get weird. They do. They like are jumping all over you or they're kind of ignoring like you and a little embarrassed. Like it's weird that you're in their space. At least that's how my kids are. Yeah. So I always also felt like, well, you don't, this is not helping our relationship right. and I'm not particularly helping the teacher very much. I'm just standing here being awkward and I want to take over the whole classroom and I want to tell Brandon to sit down. So it's like, that is how I feel when I'm volunteering yes. in a classroom. Field trips, absolutely not. Large headache. How, how many did you go on? Because you did have a few experiences. I think three. Okay. And I hated them as a teacher. They're stressful. Mm-hmm. Like you're literally keeping kids alive all day because mm-hmm. kids could run free. Someone yeah. could take them. It's a lot. It's a lot to keep track Said of. Especially. Brandon is all over the place. Like it's just. <laughs> especially at those younger ages. That yeah, is you hurting cats. have a couple that could have potential medical emergencies or asthma or EpiPens that you're mm-hmm. managing all of that. So I think I'm maybe it's a little PTSD mm-hmm. from being a teacher. And I was a kindergarten uh, English as a second language teacher. So I had. 15 to 25 kindergartners who also didn't speak English that I was in charge of. So it was very stressful yes. when we went on a field trip. So I think that's part of it. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, it's like cooking in someone else's kitchen right in yeah, front of them. That's true. It's very weird. Just feel kind of unsettled yeah. and off balance yeah. the whole time. And then I thought, okay, maybe event planning is the thing. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is not the thing. <laughs> that was a no. We've, I've told my story about how I how the luck, pandemic, how the pandemic saved, saved my life because we always had a massive failure for an event that I was in charge of planning. <sighs> Turns out there's way too many moving parts for that. Oof. And I am not organized enough for that. I could throw my own party. Yes. So the moral of the story is I want to be in charge and do it all myself or I want to not help. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to know your personality. Yeah. Like why, which ways would be helpful mm-hmm. to you. Again, I would, I'm not joking when I say to you, I would literally rather homeschool my children than regularly volunteer. (laughs) And here you are today. And here I am. So that's that's where we're at. It is so, so important to know your personality and then know the things that are going to stress you out. And like you said, you love planning an event, planning a party, but it turns out the important part of that is it's at your house where you feel comfortable and you and for know these things and for grownups, right? Kids ruin parties <laughs> all the time. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for me, I definitely have had, yeah, several experiences and I will say some of these I would do again, but definitely having experience at them, I have a better idea of what I would like about them or how I could change 
my involvement mm-hmm. to like better suit me. Mm-hmm. So um, one helping at the kindergarten Halloween party. This was like <laughs> one of my early volunteer mm-hmm. efforts because it was when Dash was in kindergarten. I mean, it is barely controlled chaos, as oh, you can yeah. imagine. Yeah. Um, for our school, it's all the kindergartners playing carnival style games mm-hmm. on like the basketball blacktop outside. I will also add, it's the end of October, and it was chilly in the morning. So I'm, I bring my hot coffee. I'm yeah. wearing my little zip-up vest. You're ready to be in an autumn spirit. By 10.30 a.m., yep. I am sweating. I am grumpy. <laughs> Why is the sun beating down on me? Yep. I haven't even seen my kid in a long time, and yet I am overseeing uh, <laughs> like these like potato sack races oh, on a black top and i am just like please don't fall on your face this i was feels like very, a very nervous <laughs> so i was like maybe not and the other thing about this all the kindergarten parents were so excited i was just superfluous no that's you know the what thing, i mean especially at those ages yes. exactly at this type of yes. event i was just like i am really hot it's been kind of stressful. <laughs> and we kind of hate fun. And I just feel like I didn't really need to be yes. here. Like you, like you said, I didn't get this like mm-hmm. fun experience, like being with my kid. Right. You know, I know the, the teachers appreciated it, but I just don't know if that was the best use of my right. time. Right. <laughs> so um, I will say maybe I would do it again when Maeve was in kindergarten, but I definitely will know what to expect to wear I will, athletic gear i will wear athletic gear i will definitely <laughs> grab a station in the shade yeah and it will have nothing to do with like jumping up and down on the blacktop <laughs> it's like why are we having this i here? will just hand out the ice pops How exactly about that? <laughs> okay going on field trips i think i have been on i think two field trips and overall Overall, I had good chaperoning experiences. Our school does seem to get a lot of field trip volunteers. So I just had, you know, two or three Mm -hmm. kids to keep track Mm -hmm. of and they were well behaved, like, you know, good kids and stuff. What I definitely will not plan to do again is go on the bus. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Don't even get me started on the bus. Oh, my gosh. It is instant headache. It's one of those things that you get on and you're like, okay, nostalgia. By the time we've left the neighborhood, I'm like, oh, how far away is this place again? And it's not close. I am regretting all of my life choices at this moment. (laughs) We're like, I see the Starbucks go by and I'm like, (laughs) why am I not in my own car getting Starbucks? Um, So yeah, it's too noisy. Way too many kids who are excited, who are like asking you to turn around and look at them. And I'm like, no, I must stare straight forward. I will vomit on this bus (laughs) if I turn around and like don't talk to me <laughs> um so i would potentially chaperone a field trip again but i think it depends on where we are going i will definitely be driving myself mm-hmm. and then i will also plan like on the way home i am stopping for a quiet lunch yes. all by myself yes. like i think you i got to plan that I could out buffer it on the front mm-hmm. and back end and mm-hmm. it definitely depends on like you know what we're what we're going to be doing so um yes Also being on our PTSO, which is our PTA board, which I did last year Mm -hmm. mentioned before I was the secretary and I did find out it was like, as it was like, and you'll be the secretary, right? There was really no one else that was volunteering to do it. (laughs) Also told that it would include marketing, which includes making all the flyers for the PTSO (laughs) events and running our social media. Which is like a part-time job. Yeah. At least. It's one of those things that people don't think it takes that much effort right. because when you do it, it it looks effortless. Right. That's when it's right. done well. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of effort, mm-hmm. let me tell you. So it just, it took more time and mental energy than I expected. And I think even for me, it wasn't like collectively each week that many hours, but just given 
that I only have a few daycare days a week. And you know, they're, it's not like all day long. It's these like school, school day hours. And that I have just more writing and podcasting work than I ever feel like I actually have time for. It already doesn't fit into that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So then adding even two or three hours just suddenly felt like such precious Mm -hmm. time that I didn't really want to be giving up for, you know, for what I was doing and for what I felt like the impact I was mm-hmm. having. So it just started to feel stressful. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just, I just found that I didn't really have enough time to contribute in that way. And like I said, it just didn't end up feeling like super fulfilling, like just the way that I could really give and feel that I had the most impact mm-hmm. or like that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the most. So like as rewarding as yeah, you want it to be. Exactly. Another thing I have done is I did a few times volunteer at the library and I enjoyed that overall. I really liked the librarian. It was just like shelving books and stuff and enjoyed that. But it was a thing where I found that almost kind of similar to PTSO, even just being at the library once a month for a couple of hours just started to feel like uh, what I'm doing, like it will get done whether I'm there or not. Yes. And the work I could be doing at home is not going to get done unless Mm -hmm. I'm there. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of, it just kind of felt like, I don't really know. I don't really know if I'm being that helpful to librarian. It doesn't feel like this like (laughs) essential piece of your child's education. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if I had ample time, I would really enjoy doing that and it could make a big difference to the library, but I just felt like the time I had to give and the time I was giving up. So that is my experience yeah. so far volunteering. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you, what are the ways you've been involved in supporting your kids' school that you really enjoyed? Okay. Yeah, this is so funny because I do feel like it took me a long time. I'm pretty good at knowing what I like and don't like mm-hmm. and making decisions and saying no. But because I was a teacher, I was like, well, I should like this. Gotcha. I like teaching. I like being in schools. Right. I'm comfortable around kids. Like, yep. I don't know why this is so hard, but. I will say I did like teaching art masterpiece. Oh, me too. That's um, one of mine. But I only did it one time because that's just how it worked out. And then COVID hit. Gotcha. So it was like, well, now I'm teaching all the things. Right. But I did like that because it was still in a teacher role. Yes. Like I could just kind of for that little moment at mm-hmm. least have the whole class. Yes. You know, it's just once a month. Yes. And it's like less than an hour, maybe even like 30 minutes. Yeah. And the kids always love it because yes. if you're doing art. Like mm-hmm. you have their attention automatically. You're not trying to teach a math lesson, mm-hmm. you know. So I liked that. I will say the kindergarten, let me tell you what the prime spot is and the kindergarten Halloween party. Okay, tell me. It is scaring kindergartners in the haunted house. (laughs) That is the best volunteer job I have ever had. I painted my face like a half of a jack-o'-lantern, like spooky. I did like all my Cenogen's makeup and it stayed on all day. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was not intense scaring. It was just like a jump scare when they came around the corner and then we gave them candy. (laughs) But it was the funniest. I was crying laughing. It was a good thing my makeup stayed on because... Some of these kids, and then they try to play it off like they're not scared, and it was just, oh my it gosh! Was, it was kind of like when you spray your kid with a hose. Uh-huh. It's like real rewarding. <laughs> it was that yes. same kind of thing for like a hundred kindergartners. <laughs> That's amazing. So if you volunteer again, I don't know if they have because like our um, school, it was kind of a tradition. They had kindergarten teachers that had been there like thirty years. Oh wow! And they they had this whole setup on the stage oh in the gym. Gosh. And it was like, they just re-put it up every year, you know? And it was yeah. just this, like, there was, like, spider webs to go through and whatever. And the kids love it. That's awesome. And it was the best volunteer role I've ever had, for That's sure. amazing. <laughs> and then just, like, take-home things. Like, I yeah. really don't mind, like, copies, cutting, coloring, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It's kind of therapeutic in front of the TV or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah totally. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. And thinking about this, I was just thinking about how anything that I do overall, I just want my time and presence to feel like I made a difference. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a make or break, but like I said, if it feels like, oh, there's 15 other parents that are ready to do the same thing. (laughs) Exactly. Um, even 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 if it's a small role like making copies or shelving books like i mentioned i just want it you know want it to feel like it is something that makes a difference so yeah art masterpiece is one of mine i did that last year in cedric's classroom and really enjoyed that um just bringing in a piece of art and talking about an artist for a little bit to the kids i personally had fun learning about mm-hmm. the artist and the piece of art mm-hmm. and yeah like you said they were always like really engaged and i always loved hearing what they had to say about yeah. what the painting made them feel <laughs> or what questions they had and things like that so that was fun i have enjoyed volunteering at our school's donut morning events i think they do them once a quarter and it's standing behind the table handing out donuts that people pick mm-hmm. so it makes everyone really happy yeah. you kind of doesn't want a donut yeah exactly you get to see kids you get to see parents but it's only an hour yeah. and then the cleanup is really Ooh, easy like so that. it just feels like you get in there you hand out some donuts mm-hmm. and then you're done mm-hmm. so like that. you kind of had your finger on the pulse of the exactly. community for yeah, a minute yeah exactly another thing um i kind of like volunteering sometimes for the cleanup shift at an oh. event because you don't have to deal with all the people. You don't have to deal with all the people. You get to enjoy the event with your family. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it's just like, there's a smaller group of people. I also think it's one of those like meaningful things where it's like not as many people sign up for that. Right. And so That's it kind of point. feels like, well, this is a place where I can show up and you're just like efficiently yeah. taking stuff down. Yeah. I feel like people seem very appreciative of the cleanup yes. crew. Yes. So interestingly, that is sometimes that where is I'm like, Ooh, I'll sign up for the cleanup. Yeah. So I like that. Um, Another one, just supporting teachers and showing appreciation for teachers. Like you said, I think that is just like a huge thing. And that really is like school support. And Mm -hmm. I do consider it part of school involvement. I try to always send a thank you note to teachers at the beginning of school Mm -hmm. and maybe like a little like small gift card or even just like a candy that our Mm -hmm. our school has posted like our teacher's favorite Mm thing. So just like find out their favorite candy and send that in. I last year I did this and it was so well appreciated. I sent a gift card to the classroom teachers like of my boys to their favorite lunch spot for the day after Halloween or I sent it like that week oh, so they could treat cute. themselves for yes. lunch the day after Halloween. It is a crazy week. Yes, for teachers. exactly. And then a little something at Christmas and at the end of school. So uh, just remembering teachers showing mm-hmm. appreciation throughout the mm-hmm. year like that. Um, and then finally, I'll say just sport, supporting the school financially. Yeah. Um, Chris and I have been in the position where we can write a little bit of a bigger check to the school. I mean, you know, it might be a hundred dollars or a little bit mm-hmm. more. I'm not talking like huge amounts, mm-hmm. but, but something, you know, a little bit more, it's super easy to do mm-hmm. if you're able to do it. And you just know that it makes a difference. And I think being in the PTSO meetings, you just hear about the stuff that comes up from the fundraising yeah, money. Yeah. And it's like. In the copy room, a long arm, a new long arm stapler would really help yes. the women who work there yes. make copies and whatever. That's like a hundred dollars, yeah. which seems like it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But that's something that like the district mm-hmm. isn't paying yeah, for. Yeah, I don't think people realize how much the district doesn't pay for. Yes, it, yeah. <laughs> if you sit in the PTA yeah. meetings, you hear about mm-hmm. all that's not paid for. So things like that. Um, also, 
we usually try to make like a bigger financial contribution at the beginning of the year like that, because I also consider it our get out of any school sponsored fundraising. Yep. yep. I would I will write you so a check much rather long. write a check. Yes. And then yes. not feel obligated to do the school fundraisers. Mm-hmm. And depending on the type of fundraiser that a school does, if they work with any kind of a company, that company's taking a cut. Right. So I would rather just give that money right, right. to the school and just do that. Mm-hmm. So that always feels good and easy yep. too. I like that. I like your style. Okay. What wisdom from your experiences plus our love of being intentional with our time Given all that, how would you approach school involvement this year if your kids were back in traditional school? Okay, yeah, I would send a little note and a little first day gift. I did always before, but letting them know, you know, anything they need to know about our family, that's a great way to do it. Like Mm -hmm. I always would talk about, you know, just so you know, our girls are adopted and Mm -hmm. like that might come up. They do have other siblings that don't live with us. Like Mm -hmm. just so they kind of know, because sometimes like kids say things in a weird way and then a teacher feels like, uh, is that true or not? You know? So I always kind of do that and just establishing, like, we appreciate you so much Mm -hmm. automatically. Like we are on your side from the get go. Um, and yeah, those, those little ways to check in, um, sign up for what feels like a good fit Mm -hmm. and don't worry about the rest of it. Like if it really, I think that there's a lot of pressure, uh, especially on stay at home moms. Cause it's like, mm. well, what else are you doing mm. with your day? And it feels like you should do a lot, but we've talked about shoulds before mm-hmm. quit shooting all over yourself. Mm-hmm. Just like it, sign up for what feels like a good fit. And honestly, you have a baby, a toddler, whatever at home or a health thing going on. If nothing is a good fit, just get your kid to school yeah. fed and clean and ready to learn. Yeah. That is enough. Yes. It really is enough. Um, no, we are not noticing some of those other things even mm-hmm. sometimes, but we do notice that mm-hmm. we notice when a kid comes loved, mm-hmm. prepared, you know, eager to learn. So, yeah. um, I just think working hard to establish those routines around getting ready, mm-hmm. eating homework. That's the kind of work you can do on your end at home mm-hmm. that really does help so much at school. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. So for, for me this year, um, I have let go of my PTSO board positions, although I am trying to attend as many PTSO meetings as I can. I do enjoy being there. I enjoy seeing the parents and just kind of knowing what's going on. It was very satisfying, let me tell you, to go to the first one and have zero mm-hmm. obligation. Mm-hmm. So that felt just really good. And, and I was patting myself on the back like <laughs> that was the right decision. Um, and I'm also not doing art masterpiece this year. And I'm proud of myself for saying no to that because, like I said, I really did enjoy it. Yeah. But it was something that I just sat down. I have been really trying to clear some more space mm-hmm. for myself. And that was one of the things that really it maybe took an hour the week that I did it to like prepare and then maybe up to an hour up at the school. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things too, that it's like when I knew I had it, I sort of had a hard time of getting in the Mm -hmm. flow of anything else Mm -hmm. and just having that obligation. And that just felt like, you know, I think I would really like that time for myself. So I'm letting that go this year, but I can definitely pick it up anytime. And since I'm not doing things that I'm getting in the classroom, um, Chris and I are trying to make an effort to go have lunch with the kids, like occasionally, like once a month or something. Yeah. With Mm -hmm. each of them, because I do really love to see their friends and Mm -hmm. just be at the school. I Mm -hmm. really do enjoy that. I love chatting with kids. Like Mm -hmm. I just love to hear what they have to say. And especially I feel like 
you know, we'll get so little report from the boys oh, yeah. about what's yeah. going on and stuff. Or it's like real weird. Like, I don't think that actually happened. Yes, exactly. I <laughs> so I, I like being there, like talking to yeah. some other people, yeah. hearing some different perspectives. So anyway, yeah, that's what I've got on my plate and I'm feeling really good about it this year. So finally, let's take a minute and give some permission to say no to school volunteer commitments that you don't want to do. And I do want to mention too, that we have a whole episode on how to say no and why you should say no more often. That episode is called how to say and accept no. It's from last November and we'll link to that in the show notes. So Erica, why is it okay to say no? And how do you actually do that when you're feeling the pressure to say yes, when it comes to school involvement? Um, first of all, I do want to say as a disclaimer, if you love being involved this way and you love going on a field trip and you love volunteering weekly, even or whatever at your kid's school, have at it. Yeah. Like by all means, please enjoy that. And don't think that we're telling you, you shouldn't enjoy that. No. And thank you. Yes, exactly. I think that it's appreciated for those that love it. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can feel free to go ahead and do that. We're not at all you know. Yes, not at all. We applaud your efforts. But I do think you need to hear this from a teacher and a parent that like nobody thinks less of you because you don't volunteer or because you don't volunteer in a certain way. Mm -hmm. I literally have never thought that about a parent Mm. in all of my years of teaching. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to know that. And we literally, for all the things we talked about, you know, teachers talk some smack. We did not talk about that. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. And in fact, we usually talked about the parents, if if anything, that were like overbearing or like mm. I said, adding those things to our plate, showing up with a whole sheet cake mm-hmm. for their kid's birthday and then wanting us to cut it and have cutlery for them. That literally happened to me. Oh my goodness. So I think that we tell ourselves a story about what people are going to think or not think, and they're just not thinking about you as much as Mm. they think they are. So, you know, teachers are so, so busy and there's no scorecard. And if I, if there was, I guarantee you there are about 10 parents on the card doing way worse than you (laughs) in other ways that are much more important than whether or not you go on the field trip. Uh So just know that. Um, I also think this is a major cultural expectation on moms Yep. And women. I wanted to talk about this too, not okay. It is Agree. not okay. Agree. So there is this narrative that this is what good moms do, especially, mm-hmm. like I said, good stay-at-home moms, mm-hmm. right? Like you show up with your yoga pants on and you volunteer in the classroom mm-hmm. and you're excited for every after-school ice cream social and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And that is BS. Mm-hmm. Like you, it may not be what you enjoy. You may not have the capacity for it at a certain point. Your kids are not going to remember half of it. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember a happy healthy parent, not like someone who killed themselves trying to get to every single school event, every single, you know, Mm -hmm. extra thing. So you don't, you don't need to, you take that pressure off of yourself. It's a, it's a lie. And also dads can be involved 100%. And you can go ahead and, you know, voluntold your husband (laughs) that he's going to go take on the field trips this year because you did it last year or whatever. I'm, I'm joking a little bit to make a point, but I think that there needs to be a conversation of mom's in general, do not need to carry the entire emotional yes. load for their children's education. Yes. And and it should not be up to women and the moms to keep our schools running. Right. Right. Uh, with free labor, mm-hmm. which we already do a lot of. Right. So like, that's not okay. And guess what? A bunch of women teachers are doing a bunch of free labor too. Yes. So this is sure. like a very, it goes deeper, <laughs> it goes but deep. don't get me started. <laughs> um, and I, I would just say that most of the pressure is not coming from the school at all as much as the possibly imagined comparison to yeah. other parents or social right. media or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. I don't think, you know, like I said, I was just always grateful for whatever help I had. And I never was like, 
oh, nobody's helping me. Right. I never felt like that as a yeah. teacher, actually. In fact, I almost, my personality even, and then just my situation, I almost felt the opposite. Like, I don't have anything for her to really do gotcha. today, but she's coming in. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think when you're saying no, because you're gonna this year, ladies, <laughs> resist the urge to vaguely imply that you might be able to, oh, just to like right. push off. And we talked about some of this in our saying no episode, yes. but like, don't push it off by going, oh, well, let me think about that. Right. Or, oh, well, you know, just if, if you know it's a no, just say, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that this year. Mm-hmm. And and know that you, this is not a permanent decision. Mm-hmm. You can go back to it if you want. Like I said, I quit that enrichment program this year. We may pick it up next yep. year or the year after. You don't have to think because you um, said no to field trips this year that you'll never go on another field trip with yeah. your kid. There may be one that really interests you or that mm-hmm. you think would be, you know, really fun to go on with them or vice versa. Just because you went on one field trip does not mean you have to go on every field trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then resist the urge to defend or excuse your decision. Mm-hmm. No is a complete sentence, but instead you could offer maybe an alternative way to help that is a good fit for you. If you feel so inclined or you don't have to, but that's sometimes a way to kind of move the conversation along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing to remember. And we've talked about this before. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yeah. You're going to end up tired, cranky with a headache, resenting your child and every other child in that classroom. <laughs> you are like, I have got, I have gotten in the car sometimes like, why did I do that? Right. Now I'm going to come pick up my kids in two hours and I'm like, I have nothing left for them. Right. So like that was dumb. <laughs> so, and again, if that's not your personality, but you know, in your heart, if it's like a, oh yeah, I'm excited to help with yes. that or not. Exactly. And feel free to say no, if it's a not. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, that's all. I love it. Yeah. I want to say, I do think it's important to support the school your kids are going to. And some schools are in real actual need of mm-hmm. financial and parent volunteer right support. Yeah. Yes. And so that, that definitely is a consideration, but just remember, it's not up to you as an individual parent to do all the things. Yes. This is a community. Yes. Um, I think too, that the requests that you get from the classroom teacher from, you know, I'll get Mm -hmm. them directly from the PE teacher. And then like from the school, they can just make you feel so much pressure. Mm -hmm. And I think that even in the way that the requests are written, Mm -hmm. like they want to try to get you excited about helping, but it can make you feel that like, Like, well, if I don't do it, there's not going to be PE at the school anymore. You know what I mean? And so you just kind of have to, I think, know your school community Mm -hmm. because in some school communities, there is a lot of volunteer support and financial support or Mm -hmm. things like that. And and in others, there is like a really dire need, like you said. And so I think just maybe knowing knowing kind of what that is like yeah. and where your support is really going to make a difference and where maybe it won't make as much of a difference, but, to, but then it's important. It's like, well, do I want to for me? Will I find that mm-hmm. fulfilling, mm-hmm. you know? So just kind of considering those things. Um, and yeah, I definitely did want to mention that it is mostly moms, mostly women mm-hmm. that I have seen at our school volunteering. And I mean, and if, if that's who really wants to be there and they have the time to do it, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's great. But I think there are also a lot of dads mm-hmm. that could also take off of work yes. a little bit early, show up all those on a weekend. Because are there are not stay-at-home moms. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, am thinking, I am thinking of a handful of moms that I know for a fact are working full or part-time. Mm-hmm 
that are coming into the PTSO mm-hmm. meetings that are making time to be in the classroom, you know, things like that. So I think what, what I'm trying to do and I want to encourage others to do too is to like step back and have conversations with your spouse with your partner about the capacity that your household has to contribute to your school both financially and with your time Mm -hmm. and um, I think then having that be a conversation because I think sometimes too it might happen that maybe the mom is more flexible. And so right. we're getting the emails right. for the requests. And so then we feel like we're being asked to do right. everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas it really is like a household mm-hmm. thing. And so just sometimes it might even be looping your husband in. Yes. You know, yeah. maybe they can get the emails too, or yeah. like just make sure you're bringing it up. Um, so yeah, last year, Chris did the field trip volunteering and that was great. And also just like based on his experience, I was like, oh yeah, I'm glad I didn't you go on that one. You can just keep on doing that if you That's want. right. <laughs> but yeah, I have been trying to, and, and he already is honestly really good about this, mm-hmm. but just like remembering to like loop him in or if right. I'm feeling any obligation to be like, hey, that festival is coming up. Does one of us want to volunteer? Right. Things like that. Right. So um And I guess the last thing, just remember that you can ask to share a responsibility with others. Like I think sometimes there, there might not be a whole lot of volunteers, but if, if you wouldn't mind doing something, but you don't want to do the whole event or it's like, no, I can't do all of the marketing. You could say, I would be interested in doing that, but I can't do it all myself. Right. So can we find someone else to right. help me or mm-hmm. another two or I'll people do the, to I can me. do this part of it, but the other part is not in my yes, wheelhouse or whatever. Exactly. So just like you said, you can say no by saying what you will do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then by saying what you, mm-hmm. what part of that you won't do. And that is totally fine. Mm-hmm. And any little part that you are able to do will be so appreciated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, that wraps up our topic today. I love this discussion with you. Mm -hmm. We hope that as all of your kids are heading back to school this year, you will find enjoyable ways to be involved at school if you want to. And remember that it's also okay to say no to things that you don't want to do. Let's move on to obsessions. What are you obsessed with? All right, we already chatted about this a little before the mics were live. Yes. Um, But we bought an RV. What? Which is like... Not at all something I thought I would ever do. So I do not like camping. Let's let's first of all, but I've only camped in a tent. I mean, I've like gotcha. stayed in maybe a friend's pop up one time or right. whatever, but I've really only camped in a tent. And I have had wildlife experiences I did not enjoy <laughs> in said tent. It is dirty. It's so much work too. You have to bring so many things. So it's a lot of work. We we had a Jeep. We used to get out in nature a lot more often. And I like being in nature, but not in right, nature, right. like 24 seven. Like yeah. I want to get a shower and a bed. So I, I don't know. I just got this bug about me about three weeks ago. And I was like, we're saving money for a cabin and the housing market is so bananas that it was like, I don't know when that is going to happen. If, mm-hmm. like, if it's going to happen before the kids move out. And mm-hmm. it was just so I was like, okay, what could maybe be something in between? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I really think I could enjoy camping with the right setup. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you have all of your stuff in there. Right. And so it's a travel trailer. It's okay. like a 30 foot long travel trailer. Yeah. So it's You've not got a little a bathroom, guy. a kitchen. Yeah. Got a bathroom, a kitchen, a queen bed with doors. Oh my God. The it's girls it's have your bunk cabin beds. on wheels. It is. It's like a cozy little cabin on wheels. It's got one slide out. It has solar panels. I mean, we just like, Ooh. we're like, okay, let's just spend this money that we were going to put down on a cabin and it wasn't really going to get us exactly what we wanted anyways and just put it into this so we got a 
upgraded our truck to be able to pull it easily and comfortably and fit all of us on a road trip. And we really have a goal, especially living in the West, to like see more of national parks and you know, mountains are both of our happy place. And Mm so we just want to be in them more often. And this actually might work out better in some ways for the ages our kids are at and everything because we can go see more. Like we're mobile. So exactly. We are very much in the learning curve um, stage of this. We pulled it into our neighborhood and there was some swears. (laughs) (laughs) And there was one of us reminding the other one to stay calm. And there was like... And I just did a marathon shopping trip at the dollar store for all the containers. <laughs> right. And, you know, because you don't want everything sliding around. So it's very fun. It feels like a playhouse. Yeah, I'm sure. It really does. It feels like when you're like the best playhouse oh ever. Oh my God. When you you're showed a kid. me a picture. I can't wait to come for an actual tour. Yeah. So that's, so that's very that is fun. Our new, it's going to be our new hobby. I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait to can't wait to get the reports of how your first big camping trip goes. All right, I want to share a kids podcast that the boys and I are really loving. It is called The Big Fib, and I think you and the girls would really like this too. So this is a kids podcast. On each show, there will be a different topic like cactus or roller coasters or hamsters, Mm -hmm. whatever. Then two adults come on and they each say that they're experts on that topic and they answer questions. And there's a kid guest. There's two hosts and then there's a kid guest Mm -hmm. and then there are these two like experts. Uh One of them is not actually an expert. And at the end of the show, the kid has to guess which one is the real expert and which one was lying. How great for like critical thinking and like analyzing so just because great. someone says they're an expert does not mean so it's true. great oh so, so i yeah i love this because it is teaching just like you said it's teaching the boys to be discerning mm-hmm. about what's fact and fiction even when it's coming from an adult and an adult on a podcast yes. which feels like if you can put it on the internet or a podcast it must be, it must true. be true right and so yes just in there's some adults that have in, not learned that skill exactly today with the way our media is <laughs> yes. the way anyone can, can have a anything. youtube channel mm-hmm. and say what they're saying is fact it just feels like this is such a critical skill and yet the boys are just listening to this fun podcast and Um, actually learning something about the true facts about that thing too yeah exactly because they always like talk about like what was true and what wasn't another part that's really fun is the the kid guest always does two truths and a lie about themselves at Mm -hmm. the beginning and we just always we always pause it and talk about Mm -hmm. like what we think is true and what's not so any it's like very interactive too I love that so we're really loving that they have tons of archives so it's definitely a good one to check out with your kids I do feel like a lot of kid podcasts I have found come and go Mm-hmm. a little bit more and we'll get into one and then it's like there's 10 episodes right. and that's it so yeah. that's good to know yeah this okay. one seems like it's going strong yay yeah all right thank you so much for listening everyone you can find us in between episodes on instagram we're hi girls next door the show notes for this episode are in your podcast player and on our website girlnextdoorpodcast.com and we always love to get your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com thanks so much for dropping in until next time be neighborly bedroom voicey at the end there be neighborly neighborly. throat bubble (laughs) sexy throat bubble sexy throat bubble i think that wraps up our topic today hold on i'm gonna say that again (laughs) no let's change that
Testing. Testing, testing. Good levels. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, yeah. Ha. David told us to do this, right? Yeah. Tsetse fly.